Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be with you again on this wonderful podcast. And uh, I am still your host, Reverend Muywa Ajo. And I'm so glad that you are seeing the last Sunday or the last day in the month of May, the month of New Dawn. Thank God for May 1st. Thank God for May 31st. God has kept you and kept your family up to this moment. There's a popular song we used to sing. This is that day of joy, that day of joy, that day of joy. This is that day of joy, that day of joy that the Lord has made. We thank God for God bringing us to the last day in the month of May. And we are entering into the month of June. And that month has been declared our month of pleasant surprises. Pleasant surprises. So we are going to experience a lot of surprises in the month of June. If you are in agreement, can I hear a good amen? I believe that you have said that amen. Praise God. And this Sunday morning, I believe we'll be hearing a wonderful message and which I have tied to you, build yourself what? Please go back to some of my messages that I've preached earlier on, Love Portrait, uh, short Analysis, and many others. Please go back to it. They will really bless you. Father, we thank you for this hour. Bless your children all over the world that are listening to me in Germany, in Australia, in America, in UK, in Nigeria. Particularly, we thank you for what God is doing in our lives. Blessed be your name, O God, in Jesus' name. And let everyone say a good amen. Amen. The Bible says, in Proverbs 23, verse 7, As he thinketh in his heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are talking about build yourself what? Nobody will build yourself what for you if you refuse to build it. If you don't build it, nobody will build it for you. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says we are a peculiar person, we are a holy nation, we are different species entirely. So, you have to understand who you are. You are a peculiar person. You are a new generation. You are a new species. You are made for something unique. You are different from every other person. Your makeup is not every other person's makeup. The way you look is not the way every other person looks. So, you don't have the basis to begin to doubt yourself. Why? Because... Uh, you are different. You are unique in your own way. The Bible makes us understand in the book of Romans chapter 8, 27 to 32. In NIV's translation, they say, And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And he knows that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In verse 29, he said, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be, he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Very interesting. In verse 30, he said, And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What an interesting statement. In verse 31, he said, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I thought somebody would say nobody. 
in verse 32, which I will stop. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Everybody say louder, I have all things. Listen to me, you have all things. I want to assure you that you have all things. All you need to do is just to believe in it. Just to believe that you have all things. One of the one of the characteristics of Jesus when he was here on earth is that he knows who he is. He knows his holiness. He believes so much in himself. At the age of 12, he could talk to leaders. He could talk to philosophers. He could talk to doctors. He could talk to people of high caliber in the society. Why? Because he knows who he is. He believes so much in himself. And even when he was baptized, the, the heavens opened and the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord descended upon him and said, this is my well beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Anywhere he goes, he knows how to carry himself. Even when the, even the, task, mask, the, ta- the task collector came to him, that it's time for you to pay your task, he knew he doesn't have to panic. Listen, a man that has built self-worth does not have to panic about anything. In any marriage where there's self-worth, you don't have to panic about what's happening around you. So the problem is that when you don't know who you are, you are panicking about things around you. So Jesus knew who he is. He just told Peter, just go to the sea. The first fish that you pick, just open the mouth, you get money. Use it to pay for me and pay for yourself and keep the rest. He knew who he was. So you have to know who you are. So self-worth is something that you have to build. You have to build it. Every child of God must build their self-worth very strongly. The Bible says, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Who you are is what you think. Who you become is what you think about. Your thought, your thought pattern is, is, is the total summation of what you ever become. So you have to begin to think positively by yourself. In your marriage, think positive. In your job, think positive. In your family, think positive. It, the Bible did not say, as a man pray, so he is. It didn't say, as a man fast, so he is. As a man thinketh, so he is. As you thinketh. So there's a place of thinking. There's a place of meditation. There's a place of, of understanding who you are in your, on, on, on your mind. Knowing who you are in your mind. And it's, that is what will keep you going in life. Self-worth does not jump on you. You must personally build it without being prideful or arrogant. Self-worth is built mainly because of where you see your, yourself and where you are going in life. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Where do you see yourself in the next 20 years? It has to be built around your self-worth. Your belief can move you forward, but your shadow belief can hold you back. Because that's one of the problems we have in this world today. People, people have belief about themselves, but there's also a shadow belief who tells them, you cannot make it. You cannot succeed. Your father did not succeed. How can you succeed? Your father never buy a car. Never bought a car. You can't buy a car. Your father never built a house. You can't build a house. Have you forgotten that there's never any marriage that, su- that survived 10 years, that survived 20 years, that survived 7 years? How do you think you are going to survive? Have you ever forgotten that nobody ever got married in your family? No lady ever got married in your family? How do you think you are going to get married? And all these things become a bombardment in your mind, in your heart, and you begin to believe. You begin to believe in the shadow belief of your life. 
and it brought, it, it, it begins to hold you backward. It becomes a stronghold in your mind, a stronghold in your heart. And before you know it, you start acting. You start acting based on what you believe. Anything that happened to you in life, you have to understand that you are the one that allow it so you can either disallow or allow. So your belief can move you forward, but your shadow belief can hold you back. Shadow belief, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by shadow belief? Shadow belief is the committee in your head that tells you you are not able, you are not worthy, or that you will never make it in life. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 19. So, so we see that they could not enter into that inheritance. They could not enter into their great, greatness. They could not enter into their honor. They could not enter into their into the, into the, into, the, into a good life because of unbelief. Mordecai sat at the gate, but he had strong belief about himself. Even though he's at the gate, a man who sits before the king, hey man, still jealous a man who sits at the gate. So if you know who you are, if, where you sit doesn't matter. What matters is that you know who you are. That 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 the presence of Mordecai intimidates a man who, 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 is, who, is, who is a big boy in the town. Ordinary gate man intimidates a big boy in the town. So you can see how powerful self-worth is. It doesn't matter. Under your seat in your office, you can become an intimidation to anybody. It's not that maybe you are speaking to them or you are being prideful about it. It's just that you believe so much in yourself. And some people have problems with that. Some people have problems with the fact that you believe so much in yourself. You have this self-worth. Self-worth creates your value. Many people value you the way you should be valued. They, they may put a price you the way you should be priced. Listen, as a young lady, if you don't have self-worth, people will price you anyhow. Guys will price you anyhow. They will sleep with you anyhow. You can't imagine why why you, you just enter into a relationship, you have not even spent up to three weeks, the guy is already sleeping with you because you lack self-worth. You, in your marriage, carry yourself as a woman. Woman, carry yourself. Husband, carry yourself. Have this self-worth. Believe in yourself. Stop doubting yourself. Stop allowing your shadow belief to hold you backward. I pray for somebody yet. Something great news is about to happen to you. In James chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So don't let your shadow belief control you or decide your future. But expose them out to the word of God. Expose them out to the word of God. Paul says he has chosen us in him, in, in him before the foundation of the head of the world. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. He said, We have been chosen before the foundation of the world. How are you glad about that? I'm so excited about, about that. The, the, the Bible says we have been we have been we have been chosen. You have been chosen. You are a chosen generation before the foundation of the world. So why do you think you are less? You are not permitted to, to live a pretty party lifestyle. And, 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 and people come around you and start pitying you. Oh, sorry. Sorry for what's happening around No, don't, don't allow that. Don't give your lunch to the devil to eat. Don't live a pity party life. Build yourself. Build, create a self-worth around you. Even if you are going through challenges, all you need to do is just to go to God and speak to God about it. It's not about pity party, uh, let people come and pity me. And one thing I know about God, that God does not pity anybody. 
God does not sympathize with anybody. He does not sympathize. He's a solution giver. He's not a sympathizer. God is a solution giver. He's never a sympathizer. So if you think that God will sympathize with you in that situation, you are a joker. You better brace up. You better stand up and begin to see solution in every troubles of your life. If you hear me, I believe that God is about to touch you and pull you out of that limitation in the name of Jesus. So stop trying to be like somebody else. You don't have to be like somebody else. You are unique. Prophet Samuel may have wanted to pick one of Jesus' other sons to be king, but he couldn't because God had already chosen David. Don't try to be like somebody else. You are unique in your own way. In 2 Timothy 2.19, the Lord knoweth them that are his. He could have chosen Eliab, he chosen any of the children of, of, of Jesse, but God have chosen David and nobody can do anything about it. Stop doubting yourself or stop competing with other people. You are different. You are unique. You, 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 have, you have everything working for you. So stop competing with anybody. Stop competing with your husband. Stop competing with your wife. Stop competing with your, with your neighbor. Stop competing with your friends. For the fact that you bought a nice shoe and you don't have money to buy it, wear the one you have and look good with it. For the fact you have only one shirt, wear it every time, stash it every time and make yourself look good. So you don't have to compete with anyone on head. Don't try that. It's a dangerous game. It's a game that leads nowhere. It's a killer of destiny. Don't compete yourself with anyone. Hallelujah. 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 You see people going through breast enlargement, buttock enlargement, uh, changing their faces, changing their nose. They just want to look different. But at the end of the day, they become confused. Anytime you compete yourself with someone else, you are a confused person. Only a confused person competes with other people. Because there's no how you can ever change what God has packaged. If you try it, you become confused. At the end of the day, you become, you become a non-entity. And people begin to dislike you for what you are trying to build for yourself. Build self worth. Four things that happens when you don't believe in yourself. Number one, it keeps you trapped in loneliness. It keeps you trapped in loneliness. Number two, it forces you to see your shortcomings as something to, to hide instead of opportunities for growth. It forces you to see your shortcomings as something to hide instead of opportunities for growth. The first one I mentioned is keep you trapped in loneliness. Number three, keep you feast on what you are going to be someday. It keep you feast on what you are going to be someday instead of enjoying what you are right now. It keep you telling you this is what you are going to be now one day. But enjoy yourself now. Enjoy what is happening to you right now. Number four, it robs you of the chance to make your life count. So, it, it, these are the danger of, of when you don't believe in yourself. It robs you of the chance to make your life to count on earth. Make a choice now. Either God determines your what or God does. God has already packaged you. He makes you in, a, in his own image, in his own likeness. So, what, is, what, kind of, what other likeness do you want to look like? What other image do you want to look like? You want to look like Mike Jackson? He tried to change himself. He entered into frustration. What do you look, 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 look like? 
you better you look like God. Because God is beautiful. God is handsome. Stay where you are. Don't change your look. Don't change your belief. Trust God that you will be able to pull out out of every challenge of your life in the name of Jesus. Before you are born, God saw you and loved you. He loved you, not just loved you, he loved you. So you did not earn his love. You are not in danger of losing it. The love of God, you did not, you did not earn it. You did not, you did not, you did not even come close to earning it. And you are not in any danger of losing the love of God for your life. You're not in any danger. You're not losing the love of God. It's not going to take his love from you. So building self-worth is looking at yourself based on God's opinion for you. What is God's opinion for you? So this, 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 this will help you to accept yourself as you are and accept others as they are also. So you accept yourself as you are and accept other people as they are also. So it's very important to begin to build a very quality life for yourself. Now, as I begin to round up, I just want to show you how to build your self-worth, how to build your self-worth. But before I go into that, I just want to share with you in the Bible, the Bible says in the book of Numbers 13, rather, 13 verse 1. You saw the story of Moses when the Lord said to the to Moses, He said, He said, He said, He said, He said, Send 12 spies of Israel to go to the land of Cana and so that He can show them, He can give, He can show them just to for them to search the land in, in Canaan of the land that God has already given them. Because this is a land that is not telling them I'm going to give you. It's a land that God has already given them. In verse 2, it says, Send down men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, everyone a ruler among them. So God was so was so direct about his statement. He said, just go and search for the land I'm going to give you. Listen to me. This is not the land that God says he's going to give them. He has already given them. He just said, go and search. And listen to me. Of course, he didn't tell them there will be giants in the land. But look at the report of 10 of them. Two came with different reports. Caleb and Joshua came with different reports. They believed that this land is for God. He has given it to us. So we don't have to be afraid. And look at, the, look at, look at, look at what they brought to the, to, the, to the children of Israel. And if you read from verse... If you read from verse 27, and they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it's flow with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Oh, beautiful statement. Beautiful statement. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. That's not the assignment. That was not what God told them to go and check. Whether the people are strong in the city and, and war and the great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And verse 29, the Amalekite dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittite at the Jebusite, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanite dwell in the sea by the coast of Jordan. This is not the assignment God asked them to go and do. In verse 30, and Caleb stilled them. He stilled the people, he quieted them, the people, before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. Tell your neighbor, I'm going up at once. I'm not hearing you louder. Say, I am going up at once. 
I, I, I decree over someone right now, listen to me. You are going up at once in the name of Jesus. No more down. You are not going to go down again. No more downtrodden your life. People will not match you again in the name of Jesus. You are going up at once. Your shadow belief will no longer hold you back in the name of Jesus. Your shadow belief in marriage. Your shadow That lady, listen to me. That woman, listen to me. No more shadow beliefs in the name of Jesus. You are not going backward. Your shadow will not deceive you of the real thing in the name of Jesus. You are going up at once. In that your business, you are going up at once. In your destiny, you are going up at once. In that relationship, you are going up at once. In the name of Jesus. In that marriage, you are going up at once. In that wedding, you are going up at once. In that contract, you are going up at once. I don't know how many people I'm talking to right now. I decree over your life in the name that's above every other name. You are going up at once. In the name of Jesus. He said, let us go up at once and possess it. You are going to possess your possession. For we are well able to overcome. Because I told you, if you don't have built self-worth, self-worth, lack of self-worth tells you you cannot, do, you, can do, you cannot achieve anything. You are not able to achieve anything. Every dictionary will tell you it is impossible. But if you have built self-worth so much, you will tell yourself, I don't have impossibility in my dictionary. One, one word that God hates so much is man to believe that it is impossible. The Bible says in Matthew 19.26, it says, with man it can be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 26, 19. All things are possible. With God, all things. Can we say it together? With God, all things are possible. And he quieted him. And verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be able, we are not able to go up. That is their opinion. They say we can't go up against the people for they are stronger than we. But God is stronger than them. God told you go and spy the land. Go and check the land that I have already given you. You say some people are bigger than you. And in verse 32, in verse 32 let me just jump to verse 33. Bible says, and then we saw the giant, the son of Anak, which come up against a giant. And we were in our own sight as grasshopper and so we are in their sight now when they got there they began to compare themselves as grasshopper they say in our own sight the giant did not say to them they are grasshopper <laughs> the giant did not say to them they are grasshopper if you go for an interview and you finish from University of Loring, you finish from University of Unilag, you finish from UI, and you go for an interview and you come into the midst of giant, someone who is coming from, from Harvard, Horsford, Newcastle University, with the first degree in Harvard, its second degree in Oxford, third degree in Washington, D.C., and he has a PhD, two PhD, and you only have only one degree, and you are coming for the same managerial position. And while you are in Tarati, you get to know that this person comes from abroad. There is a natural thing that tells you that you are in the wrong place already. Because you cannot face these people who comes with a lot of a lot of intimidating certificates. So already they are giant. Listen to me. In this old world where you are right now, there will always be giants. There are always people that are better than you. But you need to believe in yourself. Goliath is bigger than just David. But David believed in himself. And he believed in himself because he has spent time with the word of God. He knows who he is in the word of God. So he was able to confront the giant 
and pull the giant and put it where it belongs to. Listen to me, that certificate does not matter. What you carry on the inside is what that matters. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that that that's because you can begin to feel intimidating. Maybe you came with a and they came with giant, giant, they came with machine, they came with bulldozer, they came with cars that were intimidate you, and you are sitting in the same place and waiting for the interviewers to call you for, for your interview, and, and 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 you are intimidated. You don't have to be intimidated. Who tell you told you that you are not the one they'll pick? Who told you you are not going to be the best among the rest? Because you are the best among the rest. Hallelujah. You are the best among the rest. So all you need to do is just to believe in yourself. Break that limitation out of your life. That environmental limitation. Break it. That self-imposed limitation. Break it. We don't need it. In your marriage, in your business, in your job. Break it. Don't be intimidated by other post certificate. Listen, what you carry in your hand carries anointing. There's an anointing in that your hand there. There's an anointing that you are just believe that you are you are different from other person, other people. In the name of Jesus, by the time you have this mentality, it changes. Look at what happened in, in Numbers chapter 14, verse 9. Look at what Caleb did. The Bible says, Only rebel, not here against the law, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bread. They are powerful. If, they, if you understand what bread is, they are bread to us. We will eat them raw. They are bread. Listen, that situation in your life is a bread. You will eat it. <laughs> you overcome it. That challenge in your life is a bread. Don't see yourself as a grasshopper. You are not a grasshopper. You are not an insect. How can you look at yourself and call yourself insect? In your own sight, you call yourself insect. Can you imagine what a, what, 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 what a limitation? What a limitation. You call yourself insect. The giants are just looking at them. Because the truth Goliath even came against the children of Israel for 40 days. He never told them, he only said, if anyone is capable, come and fight me. That's all. And the truth is that all of them were holding javelin. All the Israelites were holding javelin. They were holding something in their hands. But still, they were afraid of him. And, 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 and David came to the scene and told the, told the king, King Saul, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not used to all this javelin you are putting on me. You are killing me gradually. And he said, he said to him, he said, I, I, I have proved one thing, and that is the word of God. I have proved this. These five stones is enough. In fact, one of them, one, just only one is enough. And he used one stone to, to, to destroy and used his own sword to cut off his neck. And the whole assembly celebrate God. Listen to me. You are bigger than that giant you are looking at right now. That trouble you are going through right now, you are bigger than it. You are stronger. Something great is coming out of you in the name of Jesus so, how do how to build self-worth? Let me just say and round up with this. Never think or speak negative about yourself. Never think or speak negative about yourself. Number two, meditate on your strength. Meditate all the times on your strength. Number three, don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Number four, focus on your potential, not your limitation. Number five, have the courage to be different. Be God-pleaser, not people-pleaser. That's another problem. Be God-pleaser, not people-pleaser. Number six, learn to undo criticism. People will criticize you in this life, but undo it with positive mentality. Number seven, wear the garment of excellence and integrity. Be different in your way of thinking. Be different in your excellent life, in your integrity. Number eight, determine your own word before others do it for you. Determine your own word before other people do it for you. Number nine, keep your shortcomings in perspective. 
you are still a work in progress. I love this. Keep your shortcomings in perspective. You are still a work in progress. Number 10, I will close with that. Focus daily on your greatness, on your greatest source of confidence. Let me say it again. Focus daily on your greatest source of confidence. And I round up with this word. Words are seeds waiting for harvest. I decree over your life today, as many of you that have listened to me all over the world, that Lord bless you. You are going up at once to take your delivery, to possess your land in the name of Jesus. What belongs to you, no man can take out from you. In the name of Jesus, you are great. You will be the best in life. You will do well in life. In the name of Jesus, your marriage will not scatter. Your destiny will not be abated. In the name of Jesus, new things about to happen to you. New things about to fall upon you. In the name of Jesus, you are breaking through on every side. The barrier you say you will not be able to break, you will break through. The lines they say you will not be able to cross, you will cross them. In the name of Jesus, I see you pulling that giant down. I see you getting that job. I see you moving forward. You will not go backward again in the name of Jesus. You are blessed and stay blessed. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. I hope you have been blessed. I'll see your host, Reverend Ajo. Until I come your way again on Sunday, uh, which is a month of, um, a month of pleasant surprises, the month of June. Wait for all the surprises that are coming your way in the name of Jesus. Meet me again on Facebook for Living Proof on Tuesday by the grace of God. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be with you on Facebook. God bless you. Stay blessed. Please share this message. Share it. Listen and share it to other people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.